If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales, awareness, and beyond. Welcome to The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. I'm your host, Jason Falls. Today, we're going to tap into uh, one of the smartest people on the planet about B2B marketing and see if we can maybe translate some of that wisdom into the B2C space as well. But Plus, we'll get good uh, insights and conversation about how marketing and sales can be something other than oil and water. Pam Didner is here with us. She is an award-winning B2B sales and marketing consultant, steep knowledge in account-based marketing, demand gen, content marketing, and more. She's also the author of a handy book I know everyone will want to go grab called The Modern AI Marketer. We'll ask her about that and bring her to the stage here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do take a moment to hit that follow or subscribe button. If you're watching this on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter, The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show is a streaming program and audio podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. Find us primarily on YouTube or LinkedIn, or just look for just look for Scipio AI as the username and don't miss our stream show each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, and 11 a.m. Pacific. If you prefer to just listen to audio on demand on the podcast, you can certainly do that. Uh, You can search for The Rise of the Community Commerce Marketing Show wherever you get your podcasts. Or for an easy menu to subscribe, go to scipio.ai slash podcast. That's where you can get to our menu where we've got the Spotify's and the Stitchers and the Apples and the Googles and all the different places you might want to click to subscribe to the show. So an easy place to go to get there. All right. We've designed the rise to make efficient use of your time watching on the live stream. So let's certainly get to it. Uh, Pam Didner is here. She hails from the Research Triangle in the Carolinas, but helps businesses and brands all over the world. Pam, hello. How are you today? Doing well, Jason, my man. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you here. Uh, I always love learning from you when you, when you're at a conference. I always try to sneak in and listen, or if you're doing something virtual, yeah. So it's always always good to hear from you. Um, okay, so let's dive in. Why why do we still in 2023? Why do we still have conflicts between sales and marketing in this day and age? Man, I know that sounds like age old question and we should have that fixed long time ago, isn't it? And that has a lot to do with sales and marketing, uh, kind of like two different peeps and the one is from Venus and the other one is from Mars, honestly. And uh, that in reality is they have a slightly different approach to the same problem. And uh, if you think about it, especially on the B2B side, uh, the marketing tend to focus on the top of the funnel and sales focus on the bottom of the funnel. And uh, sales really focus on buyer's journey, right? And sales was like, okay, what is my stage? Sales stages. And uh, especially if you, a product is kind of like enterprise products that uh, you have a decision maker and you have end users. So a lot of time in the enterprise specifically or any kind of B2B company, the decision maker will buy the products, but the user of that product tend to be someone else. So marketing tend to focus on the end users and the salespeople tend to focus on, hmm, who is a decision maker that will actually place a PO, right? 
And another thing from my perspective that's very, very different uh, between sales and marketing is uh, marketing tend to focus on buyer's persona. We create like a buyer's persona that would guide us in terms of content creation, editorial planning or whatnot. But if you talk to salespeople, they focus on accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the accounts doing? How is my AMX, uh, AMX uh, American Express account is doing? So they focus on account, but we focus on buyer's persona. Right. I think there's another fundamental difference between sales and marketing is salespeople are hunters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, when they are trying to talk to a prospect and the prospects say, well, we don't have a budget right now, or you know what, your product doesn't fit. They immediately cut the tie because they are hunters. They go for a different prospect. They don't have time to waste. But yep. what do marketing people do? Nurturing. We actually have a lot of prospects. We kind of nurture them and we kind of wait until the right time that they can join our purchase funnel, right? So the cut the tie versus nurturing, buyer's persona versus account, end user versus decision makers, top of the funnel versus bottom of the funnel. So these are kind of like a fundamental differences between sales and marketing. That's why we still have a problem. You know, I was talking to uh, actually a B2B a friend of mine who's a marketing director at a B2B company last week. And uh-huh. we were having this conversation and I, I'm obviously a little biased in the conversation because I come from the marketing side of things. I'm not, yeah, I'm me not, too. Never have been one. Um, but I, I, I landed on something that was interesting because she was talking about how her sales team really views the marketing team as like these administrative support people. Not that they're an important partner in the whole process. And she also pointed out that the salespeople from that sort of hunter perspective are very um, protective about communicating with prospects and things like that. And I I suggested to her, and I want to get your reaction to this. I suggested to her that the next time she's talking to salespeople, just say, hey, guess what? Marketing doesn't get a commission. You still get the commission. We're just helping you. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you. So there's uh, different schools on this. There's actually uh, one school with uh, talking about to really elevate the marketing. Marketing uh, should be a profit center, not the cost center. That means also uh, marketing take uh, kind of or jointly or take uh, a cut of like a revenue. And uh, that depends on the company. And um, it's very hard to implement that, honestly. And so I can completely understand why people would like to elevate the marketing and then kind of almost like it's on the sales side from my perspective. And I do agree with you. Another school is very similar to what you just said. It's right. Marketing is actually here to help you. That is true. The, 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 the thing that salespeople need to understand is 20 years ago, you can do sales alone. All right. You can. Right. You have mm-hmm. a tribal knowledge in terms of how your products word. You also have, you know, this uh, roller coaster, uh, the the roller deck yep. that you have people you can call in the industry. You know who's who, mm-hmm. right? It's great, but things have changed dramatically, you know, with the internet and also the phone and how people consume content has changed dramatically. Jason, you are you in the midst, you are in the middle of it. You know technology so well, and on top of it. Um, the technology make the buying process a whole lot more complicated. Salespeople cannot do that alone anymore. 
That's true. Like, like, for example, if you want to do a LinkedIn outreach, in, in, how do you write a, a nice LinkedIn email? Uh, in, uh, email? Or mm -hmm. if you really want to comment on some of the prospect, how do you do it so it doesn't sound salesy or doesn't sound super, uh, fake? What I have come to realize is a lot of salespeople, very seasoned one. When you put somebody in front of them, my God, they can talk and they can close the deals. But when you put them in front of the computer and try to type something, they were like, I don't know. What should I say? Mm -hmm. So what I agree with you, what I'm trying to tell a lot of salespeople is marketing is here to help you, to make you a rock star, you know, to glorify you. They are not taking away your glory in any possible way. <laughs> that really right. here to help you. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. So in that, in that regard, uh, we want salespeople to know that, um, but yeah. what, what can marketers do besides just saying that, what can marketers do in, in any type of business, B2B or B2C, I think it applies across the board. What can marketers do to strengthen that relationship and bridge that gap if they are seeing it in their organization? So number one, you have to be proactive. You have to make the first move. Okay. There are some people, some marketers were like, mm, it's not my job. Yeah, it is. Right. You have to make the first move. Right. Think about it. You are the guy. Try to date a girl. Make the first move. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with the girl making the first move. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> and you have to quickly reach out because salespeople are busy. They have a monthly and they have quarterly quota they have to meet. They are busy. Right. If they are not out talking to their customers, which is they should all the time, right? They probably doing some other work, just try to keep up. So if you want to grab attention or their time, you have to reach out directly. That's number one. I want to make sure everybody understand. And a lot of people was like, you know what? Should they meet us half, you know, a half point? Well, initially you have to go all the way. Mm -hmm. If you already show your value add, they can actually see that you are helping them. They will meet you halfway. They will. Okay, but in the initially you have to go do that. That's a number one. Make the first move. Number two, have a point of view and make recommendation. Don't ever go to salespeople. What should I do? <laughs> you go down. You go to them and basically said, "Hey, I know you have this problem. This is my recommendation." Yeah. And have something for them to react, and they can tell you, you know what, this sucks. That's okay. <laughs> That's also a conversation. Yeah. Right. Then you say, okay, fine. I did not understand your issue. Can you tell me more? Right? They will either explain or they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Do that again. Okay, fine. But a lot of time, majority of salespeople will tell you, okay, this is not what I'm looking for, or this is not in the right direction. And right. here's something I would suggest you do. Right. Nice. So have a point of view and also make a recommendation when you go talk to them. These are two, from my perspective, most important thing. And always ask, what can I do for you? Yeah. I also have to tell all the marketers out there, when you say, what can I do for you? And they probably gonna give you a laundry list. <laughs> Does that mean you have to do everything? No. no. You prioritize. You can always say, I have limited budget. I have finite resources. This is only so much I can do. Thank you for giving me giving me all the list, I need to prioritize. They get it. Yep. So when you ask that question, why can I help you? That doesn't mean you have to do everything. I want to make sure everybody understand that, right? 
but it gives you ideas in terms of what they need. Then you can determine what you can do to help them. Very nice. So you've uh, you've written a little book uh, uh, about the uh, AI and the modern marketer. Um, so yeah. give us give us your take on artificial intelligence, how it's impacting marketers now, and what marketers need to be on the lookout in the next few weeks, months, years uh, in that regard to know how they can embrace it. So disclaimer, a friend, I wrote that book, that little ebook, actually, I would say in 2020, literally prior to pandemic. Can you believe it? Like three years past, we finally wow. declare, you know, we are <laughs> pandemic safe. Um, so I did not talk about ChatGPT, honestly, in that book. I want to make sure everybody understands. Don't rush out to go buy the book. If you don't buy, it doesn't hurt my feelings. And, but I did give a very good uh, introduction in terms of the evolution of the AI and also provide a very specific examples in terms of marketers, how you can use AI in terms of demand gen or uh, 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 a lead generation, rerouting. I provide a lot of examples in terms of um, how AI can help uh, uh, marketing. But I didn't touch on the chat GPT. So I want to make sure I set expectation of friends so you don't. Sure. You're like, what is this? I was like, okay. <laughs> no worries. So, yeah. But in general, um, the, the artificial intelligence nowadays is not really kind of like there's a sales robot or a, a, a marketing robot is going to take over our job. None of that. Um, the artificial intelligence now is really software or algorithm embedded into a software or platform that you can use. That mm -hmm. is it. Okay. I want to make sure everybody understands. Is algorithm embedded into a software, right? And um, so the very popular tools right now is artificial intelligence related, embedded into some sort of algorithm that can respond and answer your question is ChatGPT. Basically, it's a big internet data database that have all the information prior to September 2021. You know, they provide disclaimer. You know, they have no knowledge after a certain month of 2021. So if you ask specific question and you prompt it well, you ask very specific question, you breathe chat GPT well, it will give you a very decent answer. Mm -hmm. And you can find that on tweets, on LinkedIn, many, many articles been talking about that, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of marketers, I'm not lying here, if you prompt it well, one of my clients, that actually asked ChatGPT to provide campaign plans. Of mm -hmm. course, the way she did it is basically say, hey, I need to create a campaign plan for this product, provide a detailed description of the product for this customers, what type of uh, uh, customers they are serving. And for this product, it will give this kind of uh, benefit. And uh, my target audience are so-and-so in those accounts in the U.S. They provide a lot of information as if you are briefing your marketing agency or contractor mm -hmm. to do certain marketing tactics. So with that mindset, you can do that kind of briefing to chat, chat GPT, and you can also get certain kind of decent responses. It has yeah. a lot to do with prompts. So that that is very popular a lot of people are using it they reach like 100 million users literally in less than two and a half months mm -hmm. so if you haven't tried that definitely go to a open ai register and try chat gpt you know you might find something interesting sure. and so that's why it's hot right now <laughs> it is i was i was uh, on there the other day uh and i actually asked 
for a client that I'm trying to develop some strategies for with Scipio.ai. We were looking at some client information and I basically asked it, hey, I don't really have a, a brand guide from this client. So I said, please yeah. develop a brand guide for this business based on their website. Here's the URL and their social media channels. And it basically kicked back a brand guide for me. It was really a really easy thing. It's like, it's almost like Google search, but with a big brain. Yes, it's a Google search, but you don't have to click on like 5,000 articles. It's yeah. like a machine kind of like internalizing what you are asking and give you the best answer from their perspective. So again, it's from their perspective. You are the expert and you have you need to have a point of view, right? And uh, yes, I'm pretty sure, Jason, with that brain guy, you probably will take a look. You pick and choose what is appropriate to yeah. present it to your, to your, to your client. Oh yeah. So we've, we've always, we've always follow up. I mean, we, we have a generative AI tool within Scipio.ai that helps people write, you know, social captions. And we always yeah. tell them, Hey, this gets you 80%, 90% there. You still need to edit it. You need to, still need to make sure it's in the right voice and all that good stuff. Uh, but it, it's, it's going to cut down on your time that you take to create the content, but you yeah. still need to edit and revise to be, you know, have that human touch. Exactly. It's basically kind of like you, it's a productivity tool, right? Mm -hmm. It will eliminate and help you to be more efficient, but you still have to do the last mile. Yeah. So I want to ask this question for the marketing teams out there, because I, I've seen recently some, uh, you know, generative AI tools uh, mm -hmm. that are building images and videos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I actually saw uh, an interesting one fly by on TikTok this morning that was, uh, it was rather inappropriate, but it was someone who had taken Frank Sinatra, it was audio, someone who had taken Frank Sinatra's voice and had him sing a rap song, um, which I thought was really interesting, but also somewhat disturbing. Um, and so I'm wondering what your take is, do, do marketing professionals, especially on the creative side of the aisle, the designers, yeah. the the producers, the audio engineers, that kind of thing, it is how... Do are they going to have to worry about their jobs because AI, you can just tell AI to create stuff or will there always be that need or that level of human cushion between what the machines create and ultimately what brands are putting out in the world? You know, that's actually a great question. I kind of want to address that question in, in kind of like a timeline, right? I okay. mean, there are three types of AI. One is they call it narrow and uh, weak AI, and which is all the AIs that we have right now is they can do one specific task and do it competently. Even when the situation changes, they can still do that task very well. Autonomous car driving is a great example, right? And also ChatGPT, another great example. It's a weak AI, right? And there's a next level they call it strong AI, which is the next level is basically artificial intelligence. I actually almost have intelligence like at par with humans. And they also have some sort of cognitive, cognitive uh, functionality that they can react to a situation a certain way like, human, uh, like humans do. Then there's another level, which is obviously the Terminators or Black Mirrors, you know, any kind of artificial intelligence that you see on the Hollywood, which is like they surpass the human's uh, capability. And they have super intelligence. That's called a super intelligence, artificial intelligence, uh, super intelligence, artificial, um, super artificial intelligence. So 
if you look at there are three different levels and we are literally at the inception of AI. So, you know, the, the AI train has left the station. We don't know that. We don't know where they're going to lead us to. Chances are how things, how technology has always uh, uh, indicated since the industrial revolution until now, it's like the, the, the technology is getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so chances are the artificial intelligence will get better and better as well over time, right? Because we are training the machines. So the machine is going to get better and better, kind of like us. We are being trained, we'll get better and better. Yep. So are we going to reach a stage where that uh, artificial intelligence kind of at the same level as a human intelligence and then surpass human? Maybe, maybe, right? And there's a lot of people actually have that fear and I don't blame them. I cannot see the future, but seems like the train is going that direction. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, so will that kind of like take over a lot of the job opportunities in the long term, long term, there's a possibility. Okay. But at the same time, if you see how technology, you know, goes up and down at different locations, at different places, there are jobs being eliminated, but there are also jobs being created. Right, mm -hmm. way back when the the phone, the telephone was uh, was invented, and uh, in order to connect a different phone lines, we have uh, cable operators, mm -hmm. and then so there's a lot of jobs being created for cable operators. But then they found the technology that can automatically connect between different phone lines, so the jobs has been eliminated. But there are other jobs being created just because the technology has been developed. Yeah. Yeah. So my thought on this is the AI is learning. So should we, we should, <laughs> learn. we should never stopped. Right. So say the graphic designer is your job. Fantastic. Maybe you can learn how to do prompt, like how to prompt the artificial intelligence to do a better creative, or maybe there's some other like augmented reality that you can get into. So, the jobs may be eliminated, but at the same time, I'm always positive there's other jobs will be created. Sure. And we should never stop learning. Right. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you kind of stop and say, okay, I did print. Well, yeah. you know what? Print for a long time, you know, it's kind of going on decline. <laughs> so a lot of people move to digital. Well, yeah. maybe this is the next generation of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, good, good thoughts. And I've, I've, I've answered that question similarly by saying someone has to start the process. A person has to test to prompt, as you said, the machine to do what it does. And so if you learn how to do that really, really well, it's yeah. basically going to take whatever your job is now and just make you way more productive. So exactly. Hey, maybe this very is valuable. a prompt engineer. There it is. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, Pam, we, uh, we appreciate your insights and your time uh, today. Tell everybody where they can find uh, you on the interwebs. Yeah. So I actually, on all the social media channels, except TikTok, I have not found my dance moves. Once I get there, I'll be there. But in the meantime, you know, the social media channels from LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and plus I have my own website, pamdinner.com. You can connect with me on social media channels, including YouTube. And also you can reach them out. You can reach out to me anytime on my website. 
Absolutely. We'll make sure that uh, those links are going to start to appear here momentarily. If you're watching us on the live stream in the comments section on LinkedIn and YouTube, uh, you, if you're listening on the podcast after the fact, you can go to our LinkedIn, YouTube, find the episode with Pam and see the links in the comment section there. Pam, we certainly appreciate the intelligence, uh, the advice, the wisdom, and your time today. Thanks so much for joining us on The Rise. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. It's wonderful to see you again. The last time we saw each other, I think, was 2011. <laughs> yeah, in, in person, it was a long time ago. I've seen you yeah, virtually yeah, several yeah. times, but yeah, it's been a while. Great to catch up with you, Pam, and we'll, we'll certainly welcome you back on the show anytime. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Pam Dinner, everybody. Uh, fantastic insights. I would definitely encourage you to go find uh, the Modern AI Marketer on Amazon. Uh, that's the uh, the ebook that she referred to. Again, she doesn't talk specifically about ChatGPT, but a very good uh, primer for those of you who are still tiptoeing into that whole AI conversation. PamDidner.com is the website, and you can find her on LinkedIn as well. Again, the link should be already appearing there in the comments section if you're watching us on the live stream. Uh, folks, if you weren't aware, Scipio.ai uh, has published our very own ebook uh, called The Marketer's Guide to Community Influence Marketing. It is a step by step guide to plugging into your own community of customers, fans, and followers, identifying the influential voices among those people who already know you, and finding influencers and content creators to fill your content coffers with user-generated content and promote you to their circles of influence using a lot of AI on the back end to make all this stuff happen. So you can jump right into Scipio.ai and start being an, an AI jockey and prompter if you want. Uh, you may not realize it because you're just using a software uh, platform that helps you do all these things, but there's a lot of artificial intelligence behind what we're doing. For those watching on the live stream, we've got a QR code for you to scan and take you down to the download page. For those uh, who are listening in on the audio stream, the URL is getscipio.ai slash guide. That's getscipio.ai slash guide. This uh, book will show you how to turn influencer marketing on its head. Uh, it, it will allow you to tap into the influential people you already know who already know you and leverage them to promote your brand products, messaging and beyond. We've been doing this for a couple of years now for dozens of brands. We want to show you how to do it. Transform your influencer marketing into true influence marketing using your very own brand community. Again, the Marketer's Guide to Community Commerce Marketing basically explains how to do it. If you want to use Scipio as a software platform to help you do it after you read the book, that's great. We're here for you. If not, the how-tos are there for you. Get Scipio.ai slash guide. Check that out today uh, on the old interwebs there for you. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up today's edition of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. Thank you for joining us. The solutions we're building to drive better commerce through your community include delivering UGC and community influence marketing content on scale. That's what we're doing at Scipio. We do a lot of that using AI to surface both members of your brand community and the right members of said community and beyond to create user-generated content and influence on behalf of your brand. To find out more, just visit us at Scipio.ai and hit the demo button in the upper right-hand corner. The Rise is a production of Scipio.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube so you never miss the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being part of our community. 
see you again soon on another episode of The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.